Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) I figured I'd just let him go this time, y'all. Welcome back to our podcast. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are still rejoicing, and we are glad in it. In it, we are glad, because this is the day that the Lord has made. I was just going to repeat what you said. I know. That's okay. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Um, This is the first Saturday in the month of March, so today is 3... Excuse me. Today is three seven twenty one, which means absolutely nothing if you're watching, or excuse me, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, Thursday, no. Wednesday. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the 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 semblance of the numbers. Oh, three seven twenty one. Oh well, you go ahead, boy. Do your thing. Three times seven is twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. Three is the number of the Trinity. Seven is the number of completion. And then when you times that three times, you complete, complete, complete. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, three times seven is 21. <laughs> Look, don't get me started. Especially oh, so about math. numbers. I knew you were going to say something about math. So we're we we are going to leave math alone. Please. Thank um, you. That's a sore subject in this house right it now. It is. It is conflict at its finest in my mind. So right now, Renee, this yes, is the first Saturday, so, excuse me, Sunday in the month of March. And normally, historically, we've always switched up subjects or topics um, at, you know, for each month. Yes. But we felt led that we should still continue on the topic of conflict resolution. Um, there, I'm You don't get, say. I don't say. Okay. You say? You want me to stop? You say? Because I say. Okay. I say because that I feel that's what the Lord had a, would have us to do. All right. Um, continue with this um, conflict resolution topic because we left off last week and we didn't really quite package it or wrap it all up um, in the manner that I've become accustomed to us doing this podcast. It was kind of like it was rushed. Because we had more to say. There, yeah. There's more to be said. There's mm-hmm. so much that we could have said that we didn't say. Yeah. And so we are um, definitely um, want to hear from the Lord and being obedient to the Lord. And if he so desires for us, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I got a frog in my throat. If he so desires for us to keep on this topic, then we will keep on this topic. Uh, I'm glad... And it, this is what I'm about to say is purely selfish on uh, my part, Renee, and my part. I'm speaking for my wife. We haven't had any <laughs> conflict conflict this week. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so not this week, but there was a time and there was a season where it seemed like we were always arguing. Or mm. I would say left, Renee would say right. And it's still to like to this day, we're still, you know, we're opposites. But yes. I would say up, she would say down. I would say black, she would say white, or whatever it is, and we would just have conflict. It was a season in our marriage, and I remember 
going through that thinking, I can't go, I can't live like this. Right. I don't want to live like this. And, you know, there's got to be something more to marriage, especially a godly marriage. And so when you're thinking of the two becoming one and iron sharpeth iron, I know that's in the Bible. I'll find it for you somewhere. I don't know. I wanted to interject. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in here know. like, like, <laughs> like, like uh, one of those people at an airport. Um, I'm flagging you down and I'm waving. Yeah, because like I wanted the to interject. Base, uh, third base um, coach, you giving me signs, and I'm like, I don't know what you don't those know signs what they mean. mean. <laughs> okay, all right. Go ahead. Okay, so I wanted to interject when you made the comment about. Iron Shopper dying? No, prior to that. Two becoming one? Prior, just be- before that. Season of arguing? Conflict? Yes, and you said it's got to be something better. Yeah. And in my spirit, I wanted to interject the point that something better does not mean someone better. Mm. It doesn't mean that you can't keep going through this with this person, so you're going to switch persons okay? because the enemy will put that thought in your head and that goes to the point of the 80-20 rule that many of you may have heard of before that says that you're getting 80% at home, but that 20% looks so attractive to you that you're not getting the the agreement, the the peace, the joy, the camaraderie, all the things we talked about in previous podcasts. But don't let the devil fool you because the grass that may look greener on the other side, you don't know what it's fertilized with to get that green mm. look. So you got to be careful not to allow those seasons of disagreement or conflict come between you and your spouse to the point where you feel like you, you want to trade them in for a newer model or you want to trade them in for a better model because that's the model that God gave you. So you're going to have to work with what you got. So when you're talking about trading in for a new model or a better model, um, we've always said you have a new spouse, a new spouse in your current spouse. We've been saying that for a year now because we know it to be true and we're not saying something that we don't know that we haven't tried out, that we haven't experienced for ourselves. Um, I believe I'm a new husband in the current husband. Yeah. <laughs> same person, yeah, same but a person, new person. But a new person. <laughs> and likewise you. Yes. I think you can attest for that. And so don't 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 be in such a rush. Don't 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 let the enemy, as my wife was saying, you know, show you a picture. Like, hey, this is better, or she's better, or he's better, or I can do better. It, God, if you said God put you together for a reason, or you know, this was my soulmate and the Lord answered prayer, then there, there's a season you're gonna have to go through. And I think um, in reading statistics and so on, you know, about marriage, marriage, um, if all marriages or marriages, I ain't gonna say all marriages, but it seems like. 50% of marriages end in divorce or separation. Whether you're in the church, outside the church, it's just those are statistics. Excuse me. Those are the statistics that I've read about marriage. So I want to encourage those of you who are going through a, a season of conflict or conflict resolution. 
reach out, try to get a mentor, um, reach out to somebody who's been going down, who's already gone down the road that you've already traveled or that you're traveling. Excuse me. Um, you want somebody who's seasoned in marriage who can help you, um, give you advice, mentor you, coach you, because whatever you're trying to do in life, if 50 percent of it fails, if there was a failure rate of 50 percent, that means somebody has to advise you. Somebody has to coach you. You know what I mean? That means there's a 50 percent that has succeeded. Yeah. So you want to find those that 50 percent that has gone through it and overcome it yeah. to help you to be on the positive side of those statistics. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, my wife. Not a problem. And I just wanted to add, um, your your backgrounds are different. So that's inevitable. What attracted you to each other is probably the very thing that now probably irks you or annoys you or gets on your nerves. But you have to wonder, why did God put us together in the first place? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to stop and ask yourself that question. Not in the sense of why God, why, but why God, why, why is Douglas my husband? Why is Renee Doug's wife? What is her purpose in my life? And it's, it's a purpose. Your, your spouse is there for a purpose. And it usually is to help you grow, to help you be that new person, that new spouse that Doug was just talking about to be a better person, even though sometimes the conflict doesn't feel like it's something that making you better. But those moments is what make you stronger. If you never go through anything in life that challenges Mm -hmm. you, then you can't get better. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times your spouse will challenge you. Douglas challenges me all the time. Does it annoy me? Yes, it does. Does it get on my nerves? Yes, it does. Later on, do I appreciate it? Yes, I do. Because I understand that if he did not push my buttons or push me to do better or be better um, in his style and his way of doing it, then there are a lot of things I may not have done, accomplished, achieved, overcome. And so although it makes me uncomfortable, I appreciate it hindsight. I look back and I say, wow, if he hadn't said X, Y, Z and pushed my buttons, I would not have accomplished this. So you have to look at it from the standpoint of they're there to help you, Mm -hmm. even though it may not feel like it. Maybe it doesn't even look like it or sound like it. But seek God in that situation. Ask God to show you why did God put us together in the first place? Because we're opposites, yeah, and we bring different things to the table. And if we're opposites and we bring things, different things to the marriage, then the marriage, just looking at this figuratively, would be complete. Because mm-hmm. I bring things that you don't have, you bring things I don't have, and so we 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 fit. But the enemy will tell you you don't fit because you're constantly arguing or constantly in conflict, mm-hmm. but you fit because you're opposites. And so. <laughs> like a puzzle. Oh, my goodness. I was on the roll till you did your little thing with your hands. I'm sorry. Let oh. me sit on my hands, y'all. Oh. I'm over here doing sign, signing. Can I jump in? Can I jump in? Jump. Like a puzzle. Yeah. 
like oh, a puzzle jumped? piece. I jumped like oh, like a puzzle. The okay. puzzle has different shapes and different uh, canvas on top of the puzzle, but they still fit together, mm-hmm. and then they make a complete piece. So if I bring fifty percent of the puzzle, if it's a hundred piece puzzle, I bring fifty percent or fifty pieces of the puzzle. You bring fifty pieces of the puzzle. We just got to figure out how we fit together, where these pieces fit together. Yes. And it, it takes a process. It's a process. It yes. doesn't happen overnight because um, you try to put the wrong piece in the wrong spot and it doesn't fit and somebody's frustrated mm. and then you got to go back and, you know, nothing wrong with saying, I'm sorry, I missed it. Uh, forgive me. And you apologize and you keep it moving. Yes. And 50, when you said 50 pieces, in my mind, I heard somebody saying 50 50. No, oh, no, it's no. 100% of all of you yeah. and 100% of all of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you bring all your pieces together, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of your pieces make up another whole. You never want to um, say, you know, it's 50-50. No, it's 100-100. Yeah, I'm only giving 50% in marriage. No, that's why 50% fail. Because they only give, ooh, cash yeah. app, dollar sign, Doug and Renee. Ching, ching. Yeah, but since we got the same account, I'll just keep my money. Uh, <laughs> you, can still, <laughs> you, you can still cash app me. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, reasons we have conflict in marriage. We've already talked about opposites attract. Yes. Because when you guys were dating and you were just so googly-eyed and mm-hmm. on the phone all the time and nobody wanted to hang up and all that good stuff. I love how he's outspoken. I love how she's outspoken. I love how she's so shy. I love how he's so quiet. Now you want him to talk. Now you want her to shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all those things that were so cute when you were dating now are not cute. Yeah. Um, he gets the job done. He's just focused and, you know, on whatever we're trying to accomplish and then becomes, oh, why we don't socialize? Why we don't go out? Why we don't have people over? You know, and he never really had people over or she never really had people over while you were dating. You just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or you saw it and you just ignored it. Yeah. Because you were so in love. We're going to get married. It's going to be me and her, and we're going to move the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, but after being married for a while, uh, sometimes it takes people a little longer than others. Mm-hmm. The attractions become repellents. Those are things where you're like, oh, I don't like why she does that. I don't like that he does that. And that's the enemy. You're going to have to find a way to work through those emotions and come to some understanding Mm -hmm. and appreciation and respect for who your spouse is and what makes your spouse who they are. And that doesn't mean that they can't change. We all have room to grow and Mm -hmm. change and get better. But in the moment, if that's who they are, then you're going to have to learn to appreciate them for those things that may seem annoying at the moment. And just because something is annoying 
doesn't mean we have to have conflict over it. Right. You accept the person for who they are. And that that comes with time. That comes with being mature. Mm-hmm. That comes with you don't, you don't have to win every argument or fight over everything or argue over everything. Because I'm pretty sure there are things that I do that annoy my wife. I know. Oh, no, dear. You, you just mentioned it on the podcast. I did? Yes. You was like, I'm always bothering you. Yes. Messing with you. Yes. I know those things annoy you. Yes. And do you know, y'all, he called me the other day. I called you. I was out wait, 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 of the wait, house. Wait, the pre-production meeting? And he called we talk about this we to put tell the me something. <laughs> That he knows annoys me oh, when okay. I'm at home. <laughs> and I wasn't home to hear him say it or to see him do it. So he wanted to call me because I missed it. Yeah. Instead of him allowing me to miss that moment, to have some freedom <laughs> from that small irritant. Yes. And yes, yes, I'm I did. thinking, I called you. did he really just call me to yes, tell me what I told him annoys me? Um, I was in the house by myself. And I was mm-hmm. like, had the house by myself. And I was like, oh. Yes. Anyway. I'm not going to say I, it. I had, I, <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had to chime in on that one. Yeah. But again, um, it's a small irritant. I don't allow it to turn into conflict. Uh, the enemy will try to make that turn into conflict. But you have to be very conscious and very alert to the enemy's tactics so that those small little things don't bother you. We mentioned last week, like squeezing a toothpaste in the middle of the tube. That may annoy somebody that it doesn't get pushed from the bottom. Or you grew up putting the ketchup in the refrigerator and the other person grew up putting the ketchup in the cabinet Mm -hmm. or the hot sauce in the cabinet or, you know, whatever whatever it may be. You, you leave a corner of milk in the refrigerator, um, those are small irritants. There are so much more important things in life mm-hmm. to have a discussion or to have dialogue and conflict, if you will, because it's inevitable about the those little things. So I'm going to help some people out here. Help them out, baby. Free, free of charge. Help them. The toothpaste thing? Yes. Just buy two tubes of toothpaste. There you go. Everybody the have their own thing? toothpaste. Just buy your own ketchup. Put Everybody yours in the fridge. Ketchup. The other yep. one, put the one out. There you go. See? See? It's simple. And it, this is what I was referring to when we started the podcast. And I was like, you know what? You need a mentor. You need somebody to coach you. Because you, you, you're you having these big blow-ups over in nothing, really. And, and if you talk to people who've been... I'm talking to newlyweds and people who've just been recently married. You talk to people who've been married 20 years and you tell them the things that you and your spouse are uh, having conflict about. They're going to be like, really? Seriously? You really <laughs> think that's something? <laughs> so right. really, really what, what you all are going through is, is just part of the process. It's part of the growth process. It's part of the maturation process. And I still remember something our first pastor uh, said, you'd rather be happy than right. I believe he said that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You'd rather be happy than right. And so don't get caught up on, oh, I'm going to be happy. or No, don't get caught up on I want to be right versus not being happy. Because happiness, man, can't pay for happiness. Exactly. Yes, exactly. 
No, I was just going to say in the beginning, just like Adam accepted God's gift of Eve, you're, you're called to accept his gift to you. And if you said that your um, wife or your husband is a gift from God the day you married them, you may not say that today if you're experiencing <laughs> a lot of conflict and frustration in your marriage. But if God gave you a gift... God's gifts and callings are without repentance, yes. so you shouldn't be repenting. God, I made a mistake. No. Did you hear from God or didn't you hear from God? That spouse is a gift. You need to figure out how to use the gift. Have you ever received a gift and you opened it and you're looking at the gift thinking, how do I use this? You know, some utensil, some something, mm-hmm. and you're saying, I don't know how to use this, but you had to figure it out. Or... You read the you read the, manual, the manual, like you do, and I don't read the manual. <laughs> I'm put myself out there. I figure stuff out trial and error. Doug's like, did read you read the manual? The manual? I'll I'm read like, the manual. I'm like, no, I'll read it if I hit a stumbling block. All right, read the manual. Uh, <laughs> Go back to the Bible. Go back to the manufacturer. That's true. That is true. The manual is the B I B L E. You gave me this spouse. I'm trying to figure this cat out. I'm fr- trying to figure this lady out. I I need some help. Go back to the manufacturer. Go back to the one who designed marriage. Say, Lord, I need help. And and I'm going to help somebody out right here. You're never going to totally know and understand your spouse. You're never going to totally learn because we're growing, we're changing, we're evolving. And so when you think you got it, Then something changes. You don't. Um, So it is a continual process of growing and learning and for both of us, for both of us in different stages of life, you're going to find that there's something new that you're going to learn about your spouse. Well, I didn't know X, Y, Z. Well, sometimes they didn't know either. They didn't know either. Yeah. (laughs) Until you get put in that situation. Exactly. That age or that that um, health situation, you don't, you don't know. And so, oh, okay. So last week we kind of left off about five conflict resolution strategies that we use. Um, Renee talked about this and I, I really um, wanted to just um, come back and touch on this because first we talked, uh, before we get to the five conflict resolution strategies, uh, we talked about the love languages. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about John Mac- Maxwell disc theory, um, your personality, right? Your personality, D-I-S-C. Yes. We talked mm-hmm. about that. Disc assessment. Disc assessment, thank you. And then now we're talking about uh, conflict resolution strategies. And so we just want to give you tools that will help you in your marriage, that will help you grow. And even if you're single um, and you're you know, dating or as the older generation would say courting, if you're courting right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are strategies that um, you will use, and I guess it's just five basic ones. And this is uh, Kenneth Thomas and Ralph Killim, Kilman. They developed this five conflict resolution strategy. And the first one is avoiding. And I was an avoider. And I did you want to go through these individually? Because you did last week. So 
I don't um, know. We don't have to. I mean, if you if you wanted to give a little bit more background information, you can. Well, um, I'll just talk about me. When we first got married, um, I was an avoider. I didn't want to deal with it. And I, to me, avoider. On the on one hand, I avoided, but on the other hand, it was kind of like I spoiled you, so we didn't have conflict. Because I was just like, oh, you just do what you want to do. If this will make you happy, if you want to do this, then go ahead and do it. And I, even though I had a problem with it, I didn't articulate that to you early on in our marriage. So I was just like, I, I don't have, even want to. I don't to. see a problem with that, y'all. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it caused a problem later on in our marriage yes. when, when I stopped avoiding. And I was like, hey, I have feelings. I have this. I have that and I have things I want to say, then you was like, what? What? You know, that that caused, that was conflict on top of conflict. Yes. So avoiding just basically means you choose this method, method of um, when the discomfort of confrontation exceeds the potential reward of resolution. Yes. And I know that's something that I still have to work on and still grow. I am an avoider today. And it's not that I do not confront conflict, it's that I try to avoid dealing with conflict. If it arises or if I have an issue, most of the time I don't want to deal with the back and forth and so I just ignore it mm-hmm. in most cases, um, which is not healthy because there are sometimes where it gets to the point where I have to say something, I've allowed it to compound and build up. And now I have to peel back layers to get to the original problem instead of it sounding like there's 10 problems Mm -hmm. because I let it compound. And so I know that that's something, an area that I have to work on because I'm the type of person, I just want everything to go smoothly. Yes, you do. I want everything to be happy, go lucky. I don't want no problems. Sunny and 70 degrees outside. Yes, 75. 75. 75. But And and it's, it's funny because... You know, we're talking about, you were talking earlier about people changing. Your husband changed, spouse changed. I was not always an avoider. I didn't become an avoider until we got married. Because when it came to conflict, I'm like, let's just go get this over with. You know, even in school, you know, when when and where we grew up, you know, you'd say we're going to have a fight at 3 o'clock after school. I was like, we might as well fight right now. You could tell we came from the hood, y'all. He's about to <laughs> fight at 3 o'clock. <laughs> I mean, we, we could fight right now. We can go right now. We ain't got to wait till 3 o'clock. We can go right now. So it, the whole avoiding <laughs> thing with me became, came on once I got married. And it was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not trying to have this conflict. I'm not trying to have this argument. So I would just avoid it and sweep it under the rug. But you sweep enough stuff under the rug... Then you're going to have a pile of stuff up under that rug. Yes. And, and, then, and eventually you're going to trip over that pile. Yep. And somebody's going to have to clean it up. It's going to have to be you. Uh, another conflict resolution strategy is competing. That used to be me. And me. And sometimes. And I remember the Lord told me, because um, I used to always want to one-up you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you do this, and it, I'm... I'm not even going to say, but if you, if you do this, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it worse than whatever you did. And so I was always competing with you. And the Lord told me, 
I need to stop doing that to you. We on the same team, so no need to compete yeah. with one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. Told me if I cause you to run away, I was going to be held responsible. I'm paraphrasing what God told me, but that's pretty much what he told me. Um, the other strategy is um, accommodating. And this is when one party gives in to the wishes or demands of another. Um, you're cooperating, but you're not necessarily asserting asserting what, what you want. And so um, like, like, avoid, no, like um, avoidance, mm-hmm. it can be, you know, lead to unresolved issues because you just accommodate. That's what you want to do, dear. Okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, but it is a problem. You have feelings. You want to um, articulate your feelings and your concerns. And sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it and when you say it. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about the presentation. And so don't, uh, the accommodating is not necessarily a, uh, a good resolution strategy. Because as I just stated, it can, it can result in unresolved issues. Um, the fourth resolution strategy is collaborating. Um, this is when people use, a, people use this when they're both assertive and cooperative. Um, that's where you want to strive to be in marriage. Yes. Um, the, this one, which is collaborating, and the next one, which is compromising. Um, just compromise. Marriage is nothing more than compromising and negotiating and renegotiating and compromising and negotiating and renegotiating and compromising. Yes. It's when people feel like, well, I'm the one doing all the compromising and I'm the one giving and I'm the one doing this and you'll never compromise and blah, blah, blah. And that's when it starts to um, fall apart. So if you see yes. yourself in these five um, conflict resolution strategies, you definitely want to get to the area of collaboration. Collaboration, yes. That's the compromise. main one. The main one? Yes. Okay. Collaborating is the one, ideally, that mm-hmm. you both want to sit in. Because in some regard, compromising does mean you're still, I'm going to compromise and let you get your way but I still may not be happy. I just compromised. Yeah. Um, collaborating means we are both have input and we're both um, having playing a part mm-hmm. in the resolution. It's not one yielding or taking a back seat to the other person. We're both collaborating on the best possible result. So collaboration is ideal. That's the one that you want to shoot for above all five. Oh, y'all pray for me then, because I ain't there. Well, we're not there, but I think <laughs> I could see I could see areas where we have definitely grown. Oh, and yeah. We will oh, yeah. uh, resort to collaborating sometime down the line, mm-hmm. because what ends up happening in conflict in those other situations you find yourself having to rehash uh, a conflict that you dealt with before again and again and again because Mm -hmm. you never really came to a conflict resolution. 
That's the whole key. You want to have a resolution. You want to have an answer. You want to grow. You want to learn from that situation. But if you're yielding, if you're compromising, if you're accommodating, and if you're especially if you're avoiding, then when it comes up again, guess what? You're going to have to deal with it all over again. So it's better to collaborate and have a resolution above all else. So when you when you were talking about collaborating would be the best one, I was like, Lord, when did we collaborate? Because I'm I was over here thinking, I'm like, eh, collaboration. <laughs> this podcast. The the very first or to get this podcast on the air, um, you did certain things, I did certain things. Yes. And then we collaborated and you know, came together and now a year later, here we are. Yes. And so, I, okay, I get it now. Because for the life of me, I was like, what's the difference between collaborating and compromising? But I, I get it now. Okay. All right. I'll get to send you cash out. Thank you. Appreciate you. Renee. Appreciate you. No problem. <laughs> um, I just wanted to chime in the mm-hmm. on the DISC assessment. That was not a John Maxwell it wasn't. Um, thing. So I'm not 100% sure. It seems like a couple of people... Uh, Played a part in it, William Moulton uh, Marston is one person who is a psychologist, but it's not John Maxwell. So if you look up that information, I just wanted to make sure that people were aware of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I gave you all some bad info. That's okay. We clarified it. Okay. We, We in this together. Yeah, so again, make sure that this week... Once you listen to this podcast, because we believe you're listening for a reason and take the information and put it to practice, identify what area you are in and try to work if you're not already there towards collaborating with your spouse and find a healthy way to do it. Mm -hmm. Collaborate to solve the problem. Yes. That should be the goal. Yes, so that everybody is happy. Because you're a team dancer. I mean, we're a team dancer. We're a team dancer, and you're a team fill in the blank, whatever your last name is. Y'all may not feel like a a team. You may not feel like a cohesive team, but you are a team. God put y'all together for a reason, and this is just a season in your life that you can learn and grow from. And that's the ultimate goal is to continue to grow together to becoming one. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.